This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. I like a delicious chicken. It was repot. It was repot. It's professional professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to There's Something Going On Friday. And there is something going on. It's called Cheap Heat on yet another rainy Friday on the East Coast or the Eastern Seaboard, if you will. I'm your forever 24-7 champion, Peter Rosenberg. And with me today is the physically strong stat guy, Greg. Oh, yeah. Good to be here. <sighs> it's good to have you, man. We had a... a <laughs> Thank you. It, are you sure? Oh, that yeah. That sigh was like... No, no. The sigh was a dip sigh. It was, oh, boy, dip. Whew. He, oh. cre- he created a stir this week. I, I thought we were... Here we are. I think we're just dropping a nice little... So dip, Dip's hanging out, and we we talked about it. We went to brunch on Saturday. And then after you go brunch, by the way, we went to a, a, an Upper West Side staple, um, very popular amongst amongst the greats and near greats of the Upper West Side, uh, a celeb hangout, as it were. Although I've never seen a celeb there, though Dip pointed out that I am the celeb that's there. You are exactly. Yeah. So, but I've never seen a, a real celebrity there or not, someone else. Uh, Luxembourg Cafe. Oh, I've heard of Luxembourg. Yeah, it's it's quite good. If you're ever visiting the Rosenbergs and you're like, I want to escape and go get myself a yummy meal, Luxembourg's over like at, uh, I don't know, 70th and Broadway, by, by 70th and Broadway. Um, so after that, we came back, we ordered the Logan Paul fight, which of course turned into a Rey Mysterio calling out. And, <laughs> yeah. and um, we were just hanging and decided to do the cheap heat. I thought it would mostly just be a fun episode, and it was. But Dipperstein was obviously way in on his L.A. night conversation. Um, and, and so was and that, I. I mean, I was in. And the, that was the fun for Dip. L.A. night. L.A. night. It's more this one, right? Yeah. L.A. night. L.A. night. So, yeah, we, we had a lot of conversation about that, which led to a lot of emails and a lot of Discord chatter. And, like, 
so t- so I'm sighing relief that this week it's just SGG because not only did, did Dip go off on LA Night and did I also participate in our critical conversation of LA Night, but of course I sort of forgot that four days later I'd be seeing LA Night. <laughs> When hosting the WWE Adweek presentation here in Manhattan. And so I was like, oh, great. Because remember last time we were critical of LA Knight a while back. He definitely oh, he opened the show with it. He op- he had something ready to go right at the top. Yeah, he sure did. He was ready. So I was like, oh, brother, what am I getting into here with LA Knight? I like this guy. It's not like I don't. I have my critiques, but I'm a fan. I am. I'm, I'll, you know. So anyways, saw LA Knight. Guess what? great guy of of course of course the best so you know hopefully him and dip meet one day and then dip will obviously just completely sell out his opinions as long as la Knight seems like a great guy um and it, and it's interesting right because i do think that there are some things say, that dip is saying that are absolutely true and I, I think you certainly have the right to either like it or not like it you know, that's right. the thing, SGG. I think you and I are on the same page. It's not that we don't kind of agree with a lot of the things that Dip notices. It's all about whether or not you're the kind of person who's bothered by it or enjoys it. Exactly. And that's what's gonna like we've said this before. We beat we beat this, we beat a dead horse at this point, but like I've noticed everything Dip has been pointing out. But like I said, I I also don't care. <laughs> I now, now, care. do you ever do you ever care? Like, are there ever any moments in particular, like, oh, that, that's too far? Um, if it's not well executed, is when I care. And this is not just with LA Knight, but this is with anybody who's taking an inspiration from somewhere that I can point out, and I'm just like, well, they're just not doing a good interpretation on this thing. They're not elevating this thing, right? Like, LA Knight is hitting every time, so and I'm enjoying it. The people are enjoying it. It makes for good TV. So I don't care enough to be bothered by it and and to want it to change or to want it to be adjusted in any way because I'm loving it. And it's the same thing with like the Hogan and Superstar thing. Hogan elevated it. Ric Flair, the Nature Boy, like Ric Flair and Buddy Rogers. It's a completely mirrored thing. Like he take he took the the gear, the move set. The the bleach blonde, the robe, the nickname, but Rick elevated it, and so nobody cares. And even with Austin and uh and Doctor D, some of us are old enough to remember Doctor D, David Schultz. Sure. Um, Stone Cold, the Stone Cold character, some people could have said is a Doctor D ripoff, but he elevated it and took it to the highest of heights. So L.A. Knight, um, being able to to take inspiration from Stone Cold and me even recognizing the inspiration, I also don't care because he's he's elevating it, I think. Uh, and that's where the interpretation comes in. I'm fine with your interpretation of that. Um, my loving of LA Knight, the, the things that I love, it's almost different for me. It's like what I love about LA Knight is seeing the man himself go to the heights that he's going to. Like, I'm happy for the guy. Like, I'm still legitimately tickled for him. I mean, it was something I brought up yesterday in our thing is that I was like, yo, bro, I I, I get psyched every time I see you in a big spot. I'm like, yo, I think this guy's 41 years old. You know, 
Now, right. keep in mind, if you listen to WANEP, which many of you don't, Syphon and I did an episode a while back that was one of my favorites in a long time, where we broke down this um, thing that happened at a hip-hop 50 celebration in England where some British oh, rapper yeah. got mad that Big Daddy Kane got on stage when they were supposed to get on stage, and he claims they were screwed by the promoters, and he cut this whole promo on camera wearing a mask. It was like, it was, it was like literally wrestling. He's <laughs> wearing bizarre. a... He's wearing a ski mask, and he's talking about how they always get screwed over. In fact, I have some clips that I play all the time on one app that I love. I'll play you some right now. Super cool. This is him describing how the American artists always get preferential treatment over the British artists. Super cool. <laughs> now, by the way, I'm sure it's true. I'm sure he's actually really experienced that, and it's been annoying. Like, we're the ones who are here. We want our love and our respect. And the second an, an American legend shows up. Super cool. Uh, but then here's the part that's relevant to this conversation. This is this guy who never had, you know, they, they, they'd they had a legendary moment in England, but never made it, you know, as a crossover star to the U.S. or anything like that. And here was the part that we found both hilarious and play constantly. And also, I, I, I feel a little pain for him, too, because it's real. But it's also funny. He says, I'm going to be 54 years old this year. I'm no spring chicken. I'm no baby. Now, so I changed the line, and the version I say is better, which is, I'm going to be 54 years old this year, bruv. All right? He didn't actually say bruv. He didn't say I, bruv. But, but I added the bruv. You need the bruv. I added the bruv. And, and. <laughs> I'm no spring chicken. I'm no baby. Um, but that sentiment is LA Knight was staring that in the face. Yeah. He was one firing away, like one mistake. You know, you have the wrong run in, you do the wrong thing and you're out. And then 10 years from now, he's on an indie show and they bring in some WWE person and they headline and he's the curtain jerker and he's backstage going, I'm going to be 54 years old this year. <laughs> rough. And instead, this guy's in the ring with John Cena and Roman Reigns. How John Cena's his hype man. John How Cena often has is John your Cena hype been man. reduced to the hype man role in the past 25 years. I can't really think of too many times. And I stand. John Cena is the hype man. And by the way, I, I stand by hating that use of John Cena right now. But that's just it's, it doesn't change what it is. <coughs> There's a reason, you know. I said to LA Knight when I saw him yesterday. I said, "Yo, man, you're at a corporate front-facing ad week event, and the talent they went with is you and Bianca Belair." Mm-hmm. You're obviously doing something right, bro. Yeah. This is yeah. this is where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what he said? He said, "Yeah, I thought about that." And he was like, "And we've been spending a lot of time together." You and him or him and no, Bianca? No, no, him and Bianca. Yeah. Like they, they, like, they do the Slim Jim also. He's like, "We've been spending a lot of time." And I was like, "Wow, that's a really good sign." Now, it didn't take me it took me about 8 hours for me to realize that I was also at that same event and feel pretty good about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. They needed a moderator who they call. I, it's the a, it's a, about eight hours later. I was like, yo, I was at the same event with Bianca Belair in LA night. Yeah. This is pretty cool. 
It is. I mean, it's a vote of confidence for you too. We're gonna, you know, we we're gonna circle back to the LA night conversation. Yeah, yeah, we'll get around to the L- he's been getting mad Mike time recently. Yeah, yeah. It was it's also a Peter Roseberg vote of confidence, right? Let's be honest. Let's take some time to to enjoy the moment and give you your flowers too. I mean, this is this is the same year where you did the kickoff show for NXT Stand and Deliver. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then also did the 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 WrestleMania kickoff you know show, what? you know, when it and then when it was time to to put their best face forward for corporate sponsors and everything like that, they say, you know what? This is this is the trifecta that we need. We need future Hall of Famer, yeah, no, former champion Peter Rosenberg. I'll say this: no one has been on the future Hall of Famer train before SUG. If it somehow ever happens, where one year they're so desperate that they're like, let's just throw Rosenberg in the Hall of Fame. If that ever happens, I just want everyone to give SUG his flowers. He's been on it since like 20, 2020, maybe twenty one. Listen, man, broadcasters have made it into the Hall of Fame. That's right. Deservingly so. And funny Jewish men as of last year. It, let's give Andy Kaufman his, you know. Sit, let's go. I mean, how, how you want to play this WWE? We got the celebrity wing. We could throw Rosenberg in the celebrity wing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. We got the Warrior Award. For my, for my bravery? Yeah. <laughs> certainly. Eligible for a Warrior Award. Uh, you know what I mean? We got the twenty four seven wing. We can start off the twenty four seven wing. Oh god, that would thing. be a that would be a lowly uh just throw you in as a wrestler. A lowly sect. Um well listen, uh so back to the LA night of it all. We're gonna right. get to the emails. And let's be honest, our mailbag's gonna be full with LA Knight. I I understand a lot of dips points. Like I said, the only issue I took last week where I was like, oh man, that to me was too far was that he starts his promos with a very similar inflection. Not always. Sorry, let me just Not always. Last week with Roman. So you're Roman Reigns. That tone, to me, it just hit me a little too close. But listen, if he continues to get time in the spotlight and he continues to grow and hopefully, you know, and he seems to be still really getting after it and trying to get better, those things, those things that he's been influenced by Stone Cold, he'll get better at them. They'll become more right. his right. own, right? right? That would be the hope, you know? So either way, you know, when I, when I was actually momentarily worried, I'm like, damn, I'm going to see L.A. Knight after Dip crushed him, and I was there kind of co-signing some of it. This is bad. But then I realized, <laughs> yo, man, you're getting talked about every single podcast. Whether they love you or they hate you, you got to enjoy that you are the focal point of every week, brother. That means that the right thing is happening. Yeah. And let's be honest, too. Dip didn't say anything that The Miz didn't already say to LA Knight's face on WWE TV. That is, what you just said is a fact. So at this point, he's in on the joke. They're in on it. They've heard it. They don't care. The train is going to keep moving. The machine is not going to stop. He's going straight to the top. He, he had a funny moment. He had a funny moment in the uh, panel. Uh, we sat down and he said, uh, let me talk to you, Petey. <laughs> I wish, <laughs> yo, I, I think they have audio. And if so, we need that. We need the drop. We need the drop. He said, let me talk to you, Petey. And then a second later, he goes, what do you want to talk about? And then he goes, wait a second. That's already someone else's line. <laughs> I said, yeah, buddy, that's gimmick infringement off top. 
Yeah, um, you can't do that right So shouts day. shouts to LA Knight and Bianca Belair and uh, a gentleman named Craig Stimmel, who's the head of like uh, marketing, brand integration, all that stuff for WWE, who I'd never met. Cool dude as well. And of course, our guy Chris, who does PR at WWE and does a great job. He was there as well. Yeah, shout out to Chris. Uh, yeah, good dude. Um, quality man. Enjoyed a hell of a meal with him at, in Indianapolis. I'm still raving about the, sh the cocktail sauce. I mean, you know where I'm at with it. I can't. When I saw him, I was just like, how about that cocktail sauce, bro? Are you kidding me right now? Although Chris hasn't been on the show, is he friend of the show status? I, I mean, like he's considering there. he's friends with everyone on the show. <laughs> he's, that is he's like. Definitely that's definition of friend of the show. Now, I don't know if I'm in the earshot of Natalie, but I got to tell you. Okay. I'm living a great life today. Okay. This is what I'm going to tell you guys is messed up. But like it's real talk. Natalie, Natalie had a dream last night. Okay. That she caught me doing something. Oh no. Oh yeah. Well, it was really someone else doing something. And apparently oh, no. and apparently they were doing it really well. <laughs> oh no. And so as a result, she was so upset by this dream that did not happen. Right. That it's almost like now she's treating me like like first she was mad, but now she's almost like treating me like gold because the dream was so scary that she was like, I don't want that to happen. Right. So well, she's, listen, she, she's, she's being very, very nice, taking care of anything that I need. So fellas, should this similar thing ever happen, ride out the initial wave. I was very supportive. Baby, that would never happen. What What are you saying? You know, it's just what? crazy. Yeah, which by the way, it's, it's, I'm telling the truth, so it's easy enough to, to, to work that angle. What? No, you're being ridiculous. And then continue the support, and all of a sudden it comes back around. You go, you know what? This might be a good thing today. Yeah, because then then that's when they realize that, listen, Nightmare Petey might not be such a great guy, but right. real life Pete that's is a great guy. That's exactly right. Nightmare Pete, not such a great guy. Real life Pete, great guy. <laughs> exactly. Hey, babe, can you freshen up this coffee? Thank you. I'm okay. Thank you, honey. See? Waffles on a Friday? You kidding me? Incredible. Incredible. We have a big date tonight. Big date tonight. Double, Where? double date at Madison Square Garden. Oh, shit. Billy Joel at the garden, oh, baby. Nice. So who do you think the double date is with? Ballad? Nope. Oh, that's that's my top. Is it Ebro? No, this you're staring this right in the face and dropping the ball. Yeah, I don't know who. It's it, my top three picks would have been Ballard, Ebro, and then the one I didn't say was Linda. Linda's the <laughs> Ballard hates Billy Joel. Didn't know that Ebro would. I don't know that Ballard has hate in his heart. He does for too many for, for Billy Joel. He'll say it's not hate. It's hate. It's hate. Um. A few music things that he's just an utter disgusting snob on. And, like, don't get me wrong. I understand snobbery, but he goes very far. Uh, but, no, it is a date with the Linders in the suite at MSG for Billy. Yo, man. It's, and Mate. Natalie doesn't really care about Billy Joel one way or the other. But, man, it's going to be a time. It's I've been I've been once or twice before. Um, oh, it's such a good show, man. So I can't believe I'm going to say this, though. But Billy Joel. Go ahead. So I saw... MSG randomly was showing like an old Billy Joel concert one day. I can't remember what day it was, the MSG network. Yeah. 
They'll do that. They'll do that it. occasionally because he's been there forever. I mean, he, his residency started a few years ago, but even before the residency, he now, would this have, one was from like the eighties. Yeah, even before the residency, he would have runs of mad shows there. It was. It's always yeah. been his backyard. So they were playing one, and I was just like, okay, whatever. Like, it was. I was at. I was at somebody's crib, and they had it on. So you know, you can't just change the channel. People crib like that. You can't disrespect. Yeah. But then I'm 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 watching. I'm like, yo, he's going ham for some for like a piano man. He gets around the stage like he puts on a show. Oh no, Billy so Joel think, goes. Billy Joel goes crazy. Nah, yeah, I think people are gonna like it. Here, here's I think the here, gonna like it. and here the question is like, uh, what song she'll know? Okay, so uh, I think you'll be a good get a good gauge here. Um, this is an old. This is from when he, they did twelve shows back in 06. Um, Angry young man, you don't know. I'm sure. No. No. Um, you know this though. I know you know this joint right here. I'll talk over the beginning, so Troy, you don't have to edit this. No one can hear what it is. Listen, I, I know Uptown Girl. I know Piano Man. How about this? How about this? Wait, wait. Don't. This is Whitish Wednesday. Don't. You know not to go too early. Oh, this does sound familiar. I can't tell you the name, but I do know it. It's my life. The song from Bosom Buddies. <laughs> That's so my life. Yeah, you know this one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, everyone knows that joint. Da, 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 da. You're you're gonna know you're gonna know this one. I'll fast forward. You know this joint though. Oh yeah. I'm in a New York state. Come on now. I'm telling you, there's going to be so many joints that she doesn't realize she knows that then there's some joints I love that you're not going to know. Okay. Well, that's the, that's what caught me when they played the concert at MSG. Like it was just on T. And I was like, oh, I actually know this song. And then the crowd was rocking and he was running around the stage. And you're like, oh, I can actually do it. This isn't bad. This it wasn't bad. What about this one? She just changes her mind. She'll promise you more than the Garden of Eden. Then she'll carelessly cut you and laugh while you're bleeding. I know Troy's gonna have to cut this down. I'm pulling a yeah, Troy. All right, here we go. Wait to the chorus, though. Shawnee knows this one, actually. Ready? Blame it all on yourself, because she's always a woman to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the name of the song right there. Yeah, see, you would have gotten it. You would have gotten it. We didn't start the fire, you know. You know, what about you? May be right, I may be crazy, but I just may be the lunatic you're looking for. Not ringing a bell, but the beat might ring a bell, though. It, do, it well, that's, it that's the thing about Billy Joel. Like you just said, people don't realize how much they like him, but they like him. Then yeah, uh, it's. Oh yeah, <laughs> man. The man has hammers out here in these streets. What about this one? Yo, man's has hammers in these yeah. streets. Quietly though, quietly. quiet, quiet, quiet kept. So, anyways, I'm super looking forward to that. Shout out to the uh, the Linders. We're gonna have a good time there. By the way, uh, while we're getting all through all the randomness of the week, and we're gonna get to the mailbag here and talk about the new tag champions we have. Uh, a week from, I don't even know if I'm allowed to announce the actual date, but I don't think it really matters. Uh, I won't say the exact date. In the next week and a half, 
I have a new project starting. Oh, snap. Yeah. You're going to have to be getting, uh, you're going to, it is time to hit record on another podcast that I'm doing. I'm not going to give you the details, but I will say myself and also big wrestling fan, Michelle Beadle are doing a weekly show together for the streets. Um, and guess who's, guess who's the producer of that show? <laughs> is it Troy? Oh, no. No, no disrespect to Troy, but absolutely. I mean, <laughs> no, no. Is it Brian H. Waters? No, no. It is no one from. It is no one from the Ringer. It's someone from the Jew World Order, though. Oh, Goldie. That's right. It's a gold side production, baby. So expect lots of uh, ridiculous, over the top one liners. Um, so I'll, I'll, more details <laughs> next week, ne- more details next week, but it's a weekly show that's starting very soon. And, uh, I won't give you any details, but I will say there is a, it's not a wrestling show, but there is a major wrestling tie in and theme to the show. Interesting. Yeah. 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 This episode is brought to you by eBay motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, 
all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. So SUG, what do you think? Monday night, we got ourselves, first of all, had ourselves a bit of a banger with Bronson Reed and Gunther. Yeah. Yeah, man. Gunther's on a hell of a run. And is Bronson Reed back? He's back. Oh, yeah. Bronson Reed's back. So we, I'm happy about this actually though, because I think Bronson Reed might have something. Yeah, I think so too. I wasn't, I wasn't in on it at first. I wasn't sold, but um, but now I'm in. I, I, and it wasn't just this match that did it for me. Like Bronson Reed quietly has been having some bangers on Monday Night Raw for the past few months, and then this one with Gunther was just, it was perfection. Did you call him Glunther? Gunther. Okay. I would never I would never call him Gunther. It sounded like it's I, obviously I could be wrong. It sounded like you said Glunther. Now, what it let me ask a question for this week's cheap heat. Something for you to ponder in the Discord on this Friday, this rainy Friday. As as great as Gunther has been, <clears throat> is the ring general there yet? Like there, there. Like ready to be the man yet and if not what is missing and what would need to happen for him to be the guy that we're saying hey i think at mania he may dethrone a roman reigns or have a match with cody rhodes sg is he there and if not what does he need to get there i think he is there i think he absolutely is there i think the presentation is very well Put together um in nxt you know he had the track suits and and they had a good look as a group but now they upgraded to like the elegance he comes out with these perfectly tailored suits i mean the the, the couple of weeks ago he showed up at the contract signing against tomaso champa with like a perfectly tailored suit championship over his shoulder and let everybody know that he was all business and he was even disgusted that tomaso champa didn't take the contract signing as seriously as he should for somebody who wanted to be a champion. And that's just the look and the presentation. Cause in the ring, he also has so many different ways to beat people. He has the power bomb. He has the last symphony. He has that hellacious clothesline. He can make you tap out any size, any opponent. You put them in with Gunther, you're guaranteed to get a great match. And the character is also there even down to like the fine details of his entrance when he has Ludwig yank his jacket off, just the way that looks on screen. It, it all came together so well on the main roster for Gunther. So I think, I think he is there and I think he is somebody that we can see carry the company um, in a way that a lot of um, Europeans haven't really been given the chance to, because let's see, he also speaks multiple languages. So I'm sure if they throw the world championship on him and let him tour Europe, he can do a lot of that international media that they that they would love so much for somebody to be able to do and do well. Um, yeah, he's got it all. He's there. That's interesting. I'm curious to what you guys out there think about whether you see him that way, you see him still as one step away. Um, I do think the look is really well put together. The overall presentation has been really well put together. Obviously, his in-ring work, I think, is sort of unquestionable at this point. Um, it's a very fun old school feeling wrestler i mean watching gunther wrestle literally makes you feel like this is what my grandpa was watching and i don't mean that as an as a slight in any way you know this big 
strong sort of plotting but athletic and impressive looking dude with these clotheslines that look painful. I mean, I'm looking at right now at the blood vessels bursting on Bronson yeah. Reed's chest. Yeah. You, if you step into the ring with Gunther, you are leaving with war wounds. And, and it, everybody really has the same one. It's a handprint <laughs> across the chest. And there it is, the power bomb to beat Bronson Reed on Raw. So you had that, and then you had Jimmy Uso involving himself in his brother and Cody Reed's tag title defense against the Judgment Day. Well, Cody Reed might have been in the audience, but uh, Cody Rhodes. I didn't say Cody Reed, did I? You did. I think you did. Oh, damn. If I did, I'd like that to be a drop also. Um, he got in the way of him and Cody Rhodes' title defense, and it leads to Judgment Day getting their titles back, um, which is fine. I, I mean, I don't know what. I think the titles did a lot more good with the Judgment Day than they do on Cody and Jay. Yeah, I, they served their purpose, though, right? Right. It advanced the story. <laughs> it advanced the story. It got Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso on SmackDown for that that awesome moment where Cody Rhodes is staring Roman Reigns eye to eye for the first time since April. Like the tension of that tease and like what's going to happen next week when Cody Rhodes shows up on SmackDown because the tag champions are allowed to be on SmackDown. <laughs> and of course, the answer is nothing. Because Jimmy made sure that Cody and Jay stayed on Raw, which is exactly what Roman told him to do in the locker room on SmackDown. He's like, "Why are they even here? Like, I don't, I don't want to see them anymore." Jimmy, you need to handle it. And now it's handled. <laughs> One super kick. They lost their titles, and we won't see them back on SmackDown for a while. But, but that moment was—it was everything they wanted. That's going to be in video packages in the lead up to their their eventual rematch, which has to come because just that face-off got everybody so excited. Um, So now tag titles back to Judgment Day. They got every title back. Yeah. Yeah, poor trick. Poor trick. Whoop that grand, trick. Whoop that trick indeed. Grand opening, grand closing. But apparently that served its purpose as well because he's not even interested in a rematch. He's, he seemed to be on his way to the NXT Championship. Yeah, it does appear that Trick Williams has elevated, uh, which is pretty cool. And I still wonder when we'll get the story. I, I'll tell you the truth. Do you think it could time out so we end up with a Trick Williams-Carmelo Hayes match Mania weekend, stand and deliver? I think it I think it does. I think it, I I think that's think where it we're absolutely going? could. I think it absolutely could. And, you know, people have been foreshadowing that it's going to be Melo that, that turns and and – I think it might be. They've been they put that picture of Shawn Michaels with the barbershop window and that infamous leather jacket. And I don't know if you've been paying attention to Melo, but he's also wearing like a a black leather jacket, even down to like the half zip. I don't know if that's just how they they work because they just look that good. I've never been a half zip on the leather jacket guy, but it looks so similar <laughs> to how Shawn looked before he eventually made that turn. Now. Here's an interesting thought. Obviously, I, I'm sure they're going to do stand and deliver. But, like, do you realize that the way this year is shaping up, you could easily have, like, all the NXT matches just on Mania? I mean, think about it. Think about who the titles are on right now. Yeah. You know, and, like, I wonder how much that would do 
you know, because it seems like they're using NXT more and more to be a part of stuff. And listen, I don't think they want it to be straight up like an equal third brand. I'm not saying they're going there, but you have one of the biggest stars in the company in Becky Lynch as the women's champion. You have one of the biggest young up-and-coming stars, Dominic Mysterio, as the North American champion. Those I wouldn't are- even qualify as young up-and-coming. <laughs> you watch the shows, Dom's one of the biggest stars they have. Full yeah. stop. Yeah, full stop. You're right. You're right. No way around it. Uh, SGG, you know what I feel like we should do right now? Oh, it stopped. Mail. You're hurting me. Oh, I'm sorry. I see. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's spiceless. All right. Let's open up the big old mailbag, of which there has been a lot. I'm sure Dip has it on fire. Here's Leonardo, who wrote us three days ago. He wrote. Mail. He says, I'm with Dip. Remember the Shawn Michaels versus Jericho WrestleMania feud? They showed how Jericho was inspired by Shawn, and they showed clips of Jericho laying on the ropes in the corner like Shawn did, and then you could see Shawn doing it like Ric Flair doing it. That is inspiration. When Ziggler came out, people were like Sean Light, Tyler Breeze, HBK Jace. Maybe, but it never took off, arguably because of those similarities. So why is it accepted with L.A. Knight blatantly ripping off Austin and The Rock? The second time he goes to the corner, he looks at the crowd like Versace Rock and throws up the L.A. Knight. He feels like a pay less ripoff, not inspired by Anyone dips age or older should be ashamed. It's spiceless. How do you like that? Can you believe it? I mean, I disagree. I can believe it. That's what that's the that's the battle lines, right? People are falling on. It's inspiring, or it's inspirational. It's okay, or he's inspired by them, and it's okay. Versus blatant ripoff, and this is not cool. I got a nice message here from Sean, who just was telling me he deleted social media years ago and basically said that he thinks I should do the same. And I appreciate you, buddy. He was just looking out for my own well-being. That's very kind of you, and I appreciate the... Can you, though? I think, you, I think you're kind of locked in on... I don't know. I mean, everyone has the excuse of you need social media. I... I like, when I launch this new show next week, of course, they're asking me to do it. Um, but, um, in general, do I need it? I don't know. I I don't have one job of all my many jobs. None of them require me to do anything. As we're recording this, by the way, uh, two American hostages have been released by Hamas. Wow. So big news just came in here. Um, We'll go ahead and deal with that later, not on the uh, not on the podcast, but that is breaking news that was just sent my way by Natalie, and now I'm seeing it being reported everywhere. Let's continue on in the old mailbag here, because we're in the m- m- candy m- store. M- 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 mail. I don't want to mess up the candy store. L.A. Night and Pizza Hut. Um, JD says, sweet Pete, Dip, and SGG, longtime listener to the pod. Thank you for bringing fun, insightful wrestling talk to my ears all these years. It's good to hear takes from people who love wrestling like me and think wrestling's great. 
As I listen to the Tuesday 1017 episode, I just can't get over how you, Pete, and Dip can't fully enjoy the rise of LA Knight like the rest of us. It's just fantastic to see a guy get over this organically with the audience for the first time in years. I, along with my two sons, 10 and 8, have been enjoying every second of it. We're going to SmackDown at Fishery Forum in Milwaukee on the 27th. Is it Fishery? I don't know. Yeah, we're going to find out on SmackDown. Yeah, and we're all getting LA Knight shirts and are super hyped to participate in the chance. As excited as I am for this match with Roman, we all know he won't win, and when he loses, I fear it may sour some of the fans that he won't be as hot and will be gradually pushed down the card. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he stays red hot, but we'll have to see how it plays out. As for Pizza Hut, they've been slowly closing more and more locations in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area I live in, and there do not seem to be many left. And they're from the Midwest, too, somewhere, right? I don't know. He said, when our family is traveling around the state for vacations or my kids' baseball or basketball tournaments, we do try to stop and enjoy. When I was a kid, Pizza Hut's were so mage and always packed. Now they're dying off, and it's sad. Oh, and as it pertains to Aldis and Pierce now running Raw and SmackDown as GMs, it's good to have someone around to make matches and be in charge that is unbiased, not a heel or a face. Sadly, Jack Tunney isn't walking through that door. Take care. All the best, J.D. Wisconsin. Well, that is that is true. You know, that that, that Jack Tunney was just a neutral character. Yeah. Um, but then, if you listen to the podcast the other day, and me and Dip were talking about how we miss sort of the authority figures with a, a reason... You know, the Attitude Era changed what that job was quite a bit. It did, because because they were always around, too. So it's like these authority figures got involved and drove story. Like, like Jack Tunney, when he popped up. It was random. It was random, but it was also for only the highest level. Yes, it would be like. Of this needs to be addressed right, right now. Right, well said. Like, oh, Hulk Hogan's title match needs to get made. Get Jack Tunney. Yeah. But, yeah, you're absolutely right, SGG. When you saw Jack Tunney, it was like, oh, whoa. And yeah. that's what I feel like the authority figures need to get back to, is that when this person shows up, it's like, uh, this this is serious. Uh, Steve writes us, and Camp WWE, he says. Camp has been woven into the fabric of pro wrestling since well before Gorgeous George adopted as a shick in, 1940, in the 1940s. As popular culture has grown up, camp has been separated from crude caricatures of gay culture to the point where now Seth freaking Rollins can be simultaneously half of wrestling's premier power couple and still be as camp as Christmas. But the tiara has to fit. Rollins' on-stage personality and performance is as flamboyant as his costumes. Pretty deadly, however, have the slightly embarrassed air of a couple of jocks cosplaying at a Halloween party. What? Their eager puppy kayfabe characters are fine. It just doesn't chime with the fishnets. <laughs> nah. It's clearly not holding Elton and Kit back in their career progression, so I may be a voice in the wilderness, but I can't help thinking that they and their fans might be happier if they were allowed to dress down on Fridays. Steve. I Steve, listen, you can agree or disagree with Steve's point. Is that the best written email we've received in a long time, though? <laughs> absolutely is that is a beautiful email you've read i don't know if i agree but gosh of course you're british by the way i i I always expect a good brit to come through and say something perfectly eloquent sort of like no bruv though sort of like i'm gonna be 54 years old this year now the best part by the way of the that story yeah no bruv at all the 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 was that after that that 
audio of the guy telling the story was after the whole incident happened. The incident was Big Daddy Kane confronted him on stage because the guy just walked out in the middle of Big Daddy Kane's set. And yeah. Kane comes up to him and is like, yo, what are you doing? That audio I have too, SUG. And it's some of the most Brooklyn shit you will ever hear in your life. Here you go. Listen, here's I thought Kane. Big Daddy Kane was about to. Yeah, here's Kane. I need to stay in Playboy. And then you can't hear what the guy says, but you see you hear Kane's response. That ain't my fucking problem. I mean, oh boy, I love it. I, love it. I mean, he's, did he lie? He didn't lie to him. All right, here we go. Big. This is a long email, but it looks worthwhile. Mail. Heat Foundation. This is TJ. A few years back, SUG stood firm on the argument that WWE should continue to use the Thunderdome to develop storylines isolated from fan reactions. I said at the time it was the worst take the show had ever had in 10 years. Wow. I've been listening. SUG may still claim this position, but if he does, it's assuredly a troll job. I don't think he does anymore, actually. The crowds are vital to the product. I've gone so far as to call the crowd the third actor in the three-person drama that is wrestling. He'll face in the crowd who decides their fate. Along comes L.A. Knight. Yeah, like Daniel Bryan or Zack Ryder before him, and you can decide for yourself where Knight stands up in that spectrum. This is a dude who has gotten over with little obvious help from the front office. He's organically over, a feat rare to accomplish. Now we have Dip playing the skeptic. Dip's argument, as far as I interpret it, isn't that he's not over, because he is, but that he shouldn't be over. <laughs> right. In other words, don't ask me why I'm delivering this like a Tucker Carlson mon uh, monologue. In other words, his beef is essentially with the fans for getting behind L.A. Knight. And by the way, so far, I think you're spot on. I mean, this yeah. is a spot on <laughs> email. No, no notes. 10 out of 10 so far. May I suggest you that dip to, to you that dip knowingly or not has come around to SUG's Thunderdome theory. He wants stories to develop as creative or the front office, or let's be real, as Brian Dipperstein sees fit, regardless of how it may be welcomed or rejected by the fans in the stands. Dip will likely remind us of his case against L.A. Knight, derivative of Stone Cold, or The Rock, or the Attitude Era in general. But that doesn't change the fact that Dip is really beefing with the crowd for reacting as they desire because it's not aligned with his own desires. The way I see it, he'd rather see L.A. Knight in front of a crowd of monitors and controlled fan noise so that he can get the reaction Dip thinks he should get and not the adoration the actual WWE Universe has given him. So after these years of chiding SGG for his takes, often with good cause, Dip has ironically come around to SGG's wildest and worst take. What <laughs> Dip really wants is the Thunderdome where he is in control of the boos and the cheers. Stat guy dip. That may be entertainment for you, but it's not wrestling. Wrestling is decided by the third actor, the fans, and the fans love wrestling because wrestling is great. Sincerely, Thomas T.J. Cofield. Oh, my goodness, sir. I just want to clarify my Thunderdome take was Thunderdome <laughs> for Raw and SmackDown. That's right. Not PLEs. Just PLEs for the crowds, 
Thunderdome for Raw and SmackDown. I still think it's a solid take. Even though, but, you, but you're not, you wouldn't vote for it though. I mean, I I would have to so that it doesn't go out unanimously with the zero on the vote. I'll give it one vote. <laughs> I'll be the. <laughs> I'll throw the Thunder, the Thunderdome. It's one vote. Right, just to be nice. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's not. I, 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 it's not going to be the swing vote. Let's be real. It's this is sympathy vote. I will give it the sympathy. Wow, vote. big. That's a big, strong email. And strong and not wrong. Strong and not wrong. You know why? You know why Dip it doesn't like LA Knight. You want to know why? Really, it can be summed up with one drop. You want to know? Let's hear it. Because I'm not involved. <laughs> basically, basically, that's the thing. Uh, let's see. Right let's there. see. There's so many to you. Okay. And Christina writes us and says that she also is with Dip. Male. Hey, guys. Longtime fan here. Second time writing in. I have to say I'm with Dip all the way. I can't stand LA Knight. My friend and I talk about this every time he's on the screen. He can't understand why I don't like him, but it's everything. With his age, I would like to see him be more original. I grew up with Stone Cold. <laughs> Seeing him all but impersonate him is frustrating. But in all fairness... I never liked him. <laughs> now on <laughs> right. now on to AEW, by far the best storyline going is MJF and Adam Cole. I tune in just for them. And I like MJF because of you guys. You're all awesome. Pete, I listen to you on Hot 97 as well. Stay mage. Thanks, Christina. And uh, listen, I, I last week, uh, you know, SUG, you weren't on the episode when I talked about it. There was a lot of controversy around MJF um, and the... Uh, roll of quarters, the Juice Robinson roll of quarters line. Um, did that die out this week? It did. It, there's, there's always a new, a new controversy. Was there one this week? week? Was there one with MJF this week or no? Not with MJF, but I'm just saying like something that else story, we're able to focus on. Yeah, that story is hot, and then people talk about it until the next show rolls around. It's all in the execution. <laughs> that's that's what it all comes down to. Um, it could it could end up being a great storyline for everybody involved. It could end up being as cringe as people thought it was initially in that first rush to judgment. But uh, it's all in the execution. So I, I'm gonna hit them with my famous four words, and I'm gonna let it play out. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to speak out of school, but you know, I think you could tell. Uh, you know, I've spoken to Max. I think you could tell that you know, by, based on his response, that he was like somewhat concerned about people's reaction to it. But. At the same time, I don't know. It just didn't strike me that way, especially once you know. Like, I just wonder if you know that Juice Robinson's thing is hitting people with a roll of quarters. Does it affect you the same way, or did you not know? And then when people bring it up, you go, "Oh, oh I see." A well, lot. I, there was there's layers to it, right? Because Juice Robinson's thing is hitting people with a roll of quarters, but he's never wrote anybody's name on the quarters. And then the name he wrote wasn't MJF. It was Friedman. So it was like del- a deliberate, strong leaning in to a thing that Max brought but up. Not, but TV. not as strong as it could have been, certainly. Like the reaction to me was one where it's like it would have been like, and you're going to be picking up those quarters, Jew boy. I mean, it wasn't yeah. that by any stretch. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. But, it, it, but it just it, it got too close for people, especially because like there was the, um, <clears throat> the fan who bought that sign couple of weeks back um directed towards mjf during his samoa joe match and it was like it has something to do with mjf in the roll of quarters and mjf reacted very negatively negatively to that sign and rightfully so 
But then it's like, you don't want more people to also take the same tack that that fan took. Right. Where do you draw that line? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's very hard to, to do that. So that they're on a tightrope right now. It's not an impossible uh, path to take it, but it, but it is, there's very little room for, for error here. I'm Especially yet, when you deal with like wrestling fans. I was hurt. I can't believe they did Dynamite this week in Rosenberg, Texas, by the way. I can't, I can't <laughs> believe it. Like this is not, let me, how many people live in Rosenberg? And didn't Texas? give you a call. No, I know. And I, I was told we have to get the audio that there was a Rosenberg chant. Population of Rosenberg, Texas is 39,468. I mean, that's not great, but that's not bad. Oh, but 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 it's 35 miles southwest of Houston. Is that like a does that make it a suburb of Houston? It's, is 35 miles close enough to be a suburb? I mean, suburb of James? I'm sure someone from Texas will let us know. But right, cuz my my idea of a suburb is like neighboring like there's a there's a street somewhere where you cross the street you're in the city and then you cross well the street, well when you look at suburb. the map when you look at the map i mean listen it's further because i had a friend who used to live in pasadena and pasadena is probably 20 minutes from downtown houston and is definitely considered a suburb of rosenberg's a bit further but when you look at the map you can see that it's still it's the same highway that rides right out there 35 miles. You know what I mean? It's in the All same right. it's in the web of Houston. But maybe it maybe a Texan can help. But I got to get the I got to get the audio of the Rosenberg chant that that happened. We got to ask Booker T. What is Booker What is Booker T consider Rosenberg, Texas? Like if somebody's from Rosenberg, Texas, can they get away with saying I'm from Houston? Let's let's should we see if he answers the phone? Yeah, let's find out. Let's, He's as good a person to call as anybody. I would think you're exactly right about that. Let's try it. And if he doesn't have the answer, MVP might have the answer. Great point. MVP sometimes from Houston, sometimes from <laughs> the 305. Miami. Depends. Rosie, what's up, man? Uh, book, I'm, I'm doing the uh, Cheap Heat podcast right now. I have one question to ask you. Yeah. Rosenberg, Texas, where dynamite emanated from this week. Yeah. You're familiar with it? Uh, pretty much, yeah. It's not far from here. I mean, it's Houston. So, oh, so is okay. that, he answered the so question that, right So there. the answer to the question is, is Rosenberg, Texas, a suburb of Houston? Yes. Okay. Got it. So it's not some random town in Texas. It's just a little suburb near Houston. Yeah, yeah. All right. That, that is, that's all I need you to clarify. All right. You're good. I'm great, man. I mean, all, all things considered, I'm hanging in. Um, I, I I love that everything that you tell me during the course of a, um, a PLE on a Saturday, you, every opinion you give me three days later, you say on your radio show, and it's written up on every single uh, internet site. <laughs> Bro, I don't know when these motherfuckers going to really give me my props because I'm never wrong. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> You're never wrong. We had the conversation about CM Punk sitting in the restaurant verbatim. Literally three days later, the story came out. You and you had no information. You just nailed it, bro. I will tell you, I I I, 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 I smell shit when when it's close to me. 
Um, all right, thank you to Booker T for, for clearing up that Rosenberg, Texas information. We had a hunch, and we got it right. Oh, damn it. I, guys, I got to go right now. I love you. I got to jump on my DC radio show that I do every week. Um, SUG, do me a favor this week. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. It's Take it easy, man. Take it easy, man.